0: so the the only other last thing that I think would be really cool for people to have on these podcasts is a and I came up with this sheet and I'll have to share it with you it's who we follow uh, and I go through like a whole segment of what it means to follow someone like on Twitter it's just a simple clicking Mm -hmm. but if if we took them out of the social networking stance and said I'm going to line up these 50 people and they're going to start walking forward if I stand behind them and follow them that says something. So if I'm following these people on Twitter, it means something, right? It should mean something. Like, uh, I follow Cookie Monster, but like, (laughs) does it really mean like, I'm gonna, you know, if Cookie Monster walked up, am I gonna follow Cookie Monster, you know? So I think it'd be cool for us to have like, one person or one group or something that we say, you know, towards the end, like, hey, this this is a person that we follow, or this is a person that I follow, Here's why, Um, and every week or whenever, how often we do this, people are going to gain more Twitter. They're going to build a stronger Twitter base of people that they're following that they can say, "Okay, that's where they're getting these ideas, or that's where these conversations are coming from. And uh, it's for our students as well. I I always try to tell my students, the best thing you can do for your writing is just go out and study the world more. Learn more about the world, because it will influence the way that you write every single time. Um, But yeah, I just thought that would be a really cool way for us to highlight. I mean, you know, I sometimes I follow people and it takes me a while to really figure out like like they'll say one thing and I'll follow them and I'm like, is this somebody that I can keep following and then I'll stop following them? Yeah. Um, So I think it'd be cool for us to both have something that we bring to the table and we say this is who I've been following or this is or even just a tweet that stuck out. We can just say this is a tweet that I read this week uh, and it really just really struck me. So I started following that person and I really took what they said to heart. Um, I think that might be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, to start out, we, we might need to kind of explain how powerful Twitter can be. Yes. Um, I, I, for one, I Twitter changed my career. It it really legitimately did. Um, I never, I didn't join Twitter until I joined Tech. And so it was just part of the gig. I, I joined Twitter. I, I had a Twitter account where I followed like, you know, the Astros writers and and all that in the past. And but I never tweeted anything. And mm-hmm. then I, I um, started using it for work. And I started following these educators. And there's this great graphic by Sylvia Duckworth that shows like an educator whose first year they're climbing the mountain and they're loving life and their their kids are doing great and they really really love their job but after five six however many years they start to plateau and they're just kind of doing their thing and then it comes up and it says and then the the teacher the educator found twitter and boom and it just shoots straight up exponentially and it, and it's so true because it has really changed my life and how I've approached my job and, and how much I've learned. I mean, the amount of stuff that I've learned in the past three years uh, it being in this position and being on Twitter um, is, is unbelievable. Uh, it really truly is so, so powerful. And I, I try to explain that to educators and it doesn't always, a lot of times it's the, all oh, social media is the devil. And, and it's really scary, um, and so trying to explain that to people, I think, is very, very important. Even though it's a difficult, it's difficult for some.
0: Sure, and and you're right. For me, I didn't really get into Twitter until I got into the curriculum department. Um, I had one, but it was only for like, "Hey, students, don't forget your papers due tomorrow." <laughs> like it was, it was. This was before Remind one hundred and one, yeah. and even then, I used it more than Remind one hundred and one, just because most kids had Twitter at the time. Um, And I remember when I first got Twitter, uh, and I was still learning, and it was the pounce, it was before I knew it, it was called hashtag. And they were like, Mr. J, this is a hashtag. And you gotta use it when you say certain things. And it just, you know, and I was like, no, that's stupid. I will never use a hashtag. And like my bio was Mr. J's class, I refuse to use hashtags. And it took me a while. And then the first time I did it, I was like, and I think it was as I started getting into the curriculum department, I was like, my goodness, there is value in these to, And there's a creative sense, too, and, and how you create those and how you put them out there. So 100%, I think a lot of classroom teachers don't truly value the power of Twitter because if they did, imagine what would happen if a teacher tomorrow put something like an article that they read and they're like, wow, this is powerful. And they put it on Twitter. And the kids checking on it sunday night and they come to class the next day and they're like hey miss um that article you put on last night on twitter like I really got me thinking um can we talk about that boom i mean that's huge and it was not you didn't assign it it wasn't part of a required set of a curriculum it was this is what i'm interested in as a person it stuck out to me you share it out there and a the kid's like i didn't even think i was gonna be interested in this but now i am Uh, So I think that should definitely be part of part of this as much as often talking about Twitter.
1: Yeah, those conversations, those off topic days, those conversations with kids, they learn so much more. Some of the most powerful conversations I've had with students had nothing to do with what we were doing in class. My my last year in the classroom, I would do an extra credit assignment once a six weeks where I would post it the first week of the six weeks and they had all six weeks to do it. Um, It was due by like the Wednesday of the last week and it was just an article that I would pull that I thought that they would find interesting and they would have to write a a one page response to whatever and one of them was, uh, you know, Snapchat uh, refused to be sold to Facebook or or Twitter, whoever was trying to buy it at the time. Uh, One of them was um, uh, when Paul Walker was killed how that i i told them you know how does this affect the idea of street racing and how does it affect you know what students your age do or think or or that and i got i had some of the most powerful conversations there were kids that just came in like during lunch and said i read that and Uh, I haven't written my response yet, but here's what I think. And we would have this conversation all during lunch. And I was like, you don't have to write anything. You're good. This was amazing. You know? And so, yeah, you're right. You just adding that medium, whether you're conversating with students, most of the time we're conversating on Twitter with educators and, and other people across the country. But I mean, you know, sometimes those conversations that spur from those ideas I can't tell you how many times in the past couple of years I've gone into the office and said, check out what I saw on Twitter last night or this morning or whatever, because the, the way I'm wired, pretty much the last thing I do before I go to bed is I'm laying in bed, checking out, scrolling on my phone. And whenever I wake up, I, I pull up my calendar and then I kind of scroll through Twitter for a couple minutes to kind of wake up and see what's going on in the world. And, and, uh, and so there's a lot that can be learned, and there's a lot that teachers can take from it. Yeah, that's huge, man. Yeah,
0: I, I like that. And you don't even have to turn in your paper. You're good. Like that's what we just did is thinking. That's beautiful, and that's that's and our kids don't get an opportunity to do that enough. No. We don't get an opportunity to do that enough, so if we don't get it. Imagine how little our students get.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Actually, you know what, I'm going to just tell people to follow NCTE because I have lately really followed a lot of their, they'll put threads out there. of So somebody will be like, hey, looking for book recommendations for students who don't like to read. And then NCTE will retweet it and say, hey, community, help them out. So I think it's really great just to follow NCTE. So I might just, that's the people, because I've been retweeting a lot of their stuff lately.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds good.
0: Uh, and when they retweet you, man, I had, they retweeted me. I posted something, I tweeted something, I still say post sometimes instead of tweet. Uh, I tweeted something about uh, reading out loud and how powerful it is for men to read out loud to their young men. In the that podcast. was awesome. That was really um, awesome. Yeah. And NCTE like retweeted it. I was like, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime somebody like, like I think, um, like, uh, was it i think kyleen beers retweeted something i said and laughed like put lol and a smiley like a winky face at me and i was like what, what is beers talking to you? like it's you connect with people and i've heard teachers do that with like authors like i never got an opportunity to do that with my students But i'll see that like teachers just go on there and they're like hey you know kwame alexander Uh, i have a class of 20 boys and they really love your book and then he's like cool i'm gonna send you five copies or whatever like he just interacts with people and i was like man twitter man is powerful.
1: It really is. I mean, Kwame Alexander was at one of the middle schools just that long ago and not that long ago. And, um, you know, stuff like that gets set up through Twitter. And even if it's not, there's so many authors and people who care about students' educations that can do stuff like this, where even if it's just a Skype call and they're talking to someone, the students get to interact with those people. Oh my gosh, talk about learning experiences and things you don't forget and I mean that's that's un- unbelievable, unbelievable what social media and all the stuff that we have um, can can do for our kids and for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I benefit for it more now than I have in the past. I don't know how long I've had Twitter, but I've benefited more now in the past two years, the past six months than I have in the whole time I've had it.
1: Yeah, my uh, my wife was learning about um, about digital storytelling for her students. And so she was trying to create some ideas, some plans for digital storytelling. And she found this amazing video on YouTube when she was just searching digital storytelling. And she said, come here, watch this. And so it was this two minute video about student creation and digital storytelling. And I was just totally moved by it. And so I look at the author's, the the creator's name. And I first thing I do, my default is I search him on Twitter. And I go in and I search and I I posted, you know, awesome video by this guy. And I tag him and I start following him. And four minutes later, he's replying and, and retweeting it and, and saying, this is, you know, thanks so much. And this and that. And my wife turned to me and said, you know, that's awesome. You just watched this video and you connected with this person that you had no idea existed. And, you know, there now you're conversating with this person who created this awesome thing. Uh, That's amazing what Twitter can do. And I I think she joined Twitter that night, (laughs) you know, Um, because it's, it's crazy how you can connect with folks just so quickly.
0: yeah and that is to me when people say utilizing technology in the classroom that's what it means it's not a checklist of oh i used a powerpoint today so i'm using technology right like that is the epitome of using technology to your benefit because that's free it's a free resource and you are gaining so much from that free resource that will continue to spiral into your life, not just into your classroom, but into your life, which does trickle into your classroom. That, to me, is incorporating technology in the classroom. Absolutely. Absolutely. So all right. So uh, for me, um, and I want to make sure I get their at, what's the handle? Is that Twitter handle? Yes. Uh, So it's at NCTE, which is the National Council of Teachers of English. Um, And I am recommending to follow them, um, one, because I follow them, uh, but two, because um, if you ever have an idea in your classroom or you're trying to find a resource, if you tag them in your tweet, sometimes they will retweet you and say, hey, community, we need help here. Uh, And you'll get like hundreds of responses and you'll have more than what you were probably thinking you were going to get. So if you don't follow NCTE, Um, and you're just getting started out on Twitter, that's one that I definitely would recommend that you follow.
1: One person that I follow on Twitter that is unbelievably powerful, and he's somebody that has thousands and thousands of followers, um, but he is a a principal of a school here in Texas, and his name is Todd Nesloni. I hope I said that. He's Tech Ninja Todd. Um, uh, If you've ever seen him on Twitter, it's at Tech Ninja Todd. And he is all about students reading and writing and finding uh, ways to to reach the students and and use all these tools that we have. He has a chat that he does every week um, called Tell Your Story. And uh, it is so powerful. I really enjoy seeing what he posts and, and the people that interact with him. And he is because he has such a huge following that when you involve discussions, when you get into discussions with him, um, there are so many people that are reached. There are so many people that are involved and get involved in the conversations. And so uh, he asked a question the other night. Uh, I say the other night it was a couple of weeks ago said, if you could, compare yourself to one character ever that you think you are closest to or who you would like to meet, who would it be? And, um, I, I, I think I said as much as I would love to meet Dean Moriarty and, and Sal Paradise, um, I find myself closest probably to Jim Finch and, uh, you know, and so it's, it's, Being able to find that and discuss that and that led to a whole other conversation about these literary characters and how they relate to me and and i can think of like if i were an english teacher i feel like that would have been my warm-up i don't care what we're doing today i don't care what is in the curriculum the -hmm. first thing we're talking about today is what's the character in a book that you've read that you would compare yourself to or who would you like to meet the most um and so tech ninja Todd does so many amazing things um, and, and has a really good, he's a really good person to follow and, and check out. He's, he's a good one.
0: That's, that's so two things. One, I want to follow because I don't follow tech Ninja Todd. So I'm going to follow, but two, I'm also learning about you that you have a beat Nick spirit. And I didn't know that you mentioned uh, Kerouac earlier. And now you got Moriarty. So
1: awesome. yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I, 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 I love, I love all of those books, um, I always have. That's been one of my favorite times, uh, and so I, I, I can read anything from that era.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man, that's that's awesome stuff. I actually have uh, on the road, on my nightstand, there's a few books that I keep on my nightstand at all times, uh, and that's one of them. Yeah, um, good one. It's, it's great, so awesome, man. Well, I gotta follow that guy, because that sounds pretty awesome. Yes,
1: absolutely.